Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. All right. Hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I was a little bit delayed there. Sorry about that. Anyways, uh, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You, like I said. And uh, it's another Thursday night, and I am excited to get started on what we're going to be talking about tonight. And... Um, it was not planned to be the lesson that it is going to be tonight. Um, I, as I got deeper into the study, um, my mind was quickly changed by the Bible on a lot of things. And uh, so <clears throat> it's going to be a, a, a good time tonight. We're going to be talking about Revelation chapter 19. Specifically, though, before we get started, I just do want to do mention a few things. Last week, we talked about uh, Mystery Babylon. And while talk, I knew this would probably be the case in speaking about Mystery Babylon, that there would be, you know, rightly so, some, you know, disagreement. And there was a, a brother in Christ, a good brother, uh, reached out and it's like, you know, think about it this way, that it's actually the real Babylon found in, uh, you know, Mesopotamia in Iraq. And uh, I could see where he was coming from on some of his points. And um, if that's where you fall out, that's fine. I still have... I still have this, uh, I don't want to say that I'm, I'm still firmly in the camp that, that it is a representation of a political religious power um, that resembles uh, the Vatican in Rome. So whether or not that's Mystery Babylon, uh, many people think that, some people don't, and, and it's fine. It's not something to divide over. So I do appreciate everybody that did reach out and talked about that from last week. Um, I reached out to Spotify, just giving you a little bit of an update. Uh, Spotify said they were going to try to um, re-upload um, the files from my my main feed that feeds all these different platforms. Uh, the different, you know, your iHeart, uh, your 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 iTunes, or whatever it's known as, an Apple Podcast, I think is known as now. You know, Podbean, all those other places that you know that have podcasting, you know, like people's channels. Um, so they said they would try on Spotify to get that fixed. The last time I checked, though, uh, they said it could take a while, but the last time I checked, only a few seemed like the, the episodes actually uh, were updated correctly. Um, some of the other ones that had some of the issues still had some issues. So they were very short. Like a couple of videos or a couple of the podcasts, only had about a minute or two of the podcast in it, like the first 30 seconds of the intro and then like the last 30 seconds of me talking and then that was it. So something's wrong because um, those files are not corrupted on the host. And uh, I reached out to the, the my podcast hoster and they said that everything was good on my end. So, you know, it just it is what it is. I think what happened is, and I don't know if anybody really cares about inside baseball like this, but um, Anchor FM, it's a uh, site anchor uh, was uh, purchased, I think, by Spotify. And so now anchor is now 
Spotify for podcasters, and I think there there's some issues going on with the, that transition. That's all. So I'm um, looking on here. My wife says the sound is great, so that's good. Uh, praise the Lord for that, that the sound is going well. Seems like the um, the Internet's working pretty good, and it's, and it's storming here, so a little bit off and on. Um, so, but I do have the recording just in case we start, uh, you know, having some issues. I'm going to try to do that every week or remember to do that. And I am recording audio. So everything is going okay so far. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. I see over here on YouTube, we have uh, brother Ken, uh, sister Susie, um, already coming in here. So if you do come into the podcast or if you're watching, you're, you're just sitting there just viewing, please drop a line and say hello. If you're watching this later on, always leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to reach out to me, there's somebody that has reached out to me on an email. And if you you end up watching this, I I don't really know how to respond to the level of uh, what was being talked about. It's it's hard to explain to you, but it was it was an all over the place email. But um, I'm still trying to contemplate how what the best way to uh, biblically respond would be. So, but I do respond as quickly as I can. Always reach out to me on email on let this mind be in use email address, which is ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right, let's get into Revelation 19. I'm excited. I was on the phone with my my dad before this all started, uh, before I went live here tonight. And my dad heard all the high points already because <laughs> I was so excited. Um, oh, loud and clear, Lima Charlie on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you, Brother Dave. So my dad got a chance to hear uh, quite a bit. Ooh, that was a big thunder. Uh, he got to hear quite a bit of what I'm going to be talking about tonight. So I'm always, uh, I was really excited and I called him up to see how he was doing. And uh, I started talking his ear off which I tend to do sometimes when I get excited. All right, let's get into this. First and foremost, let's let the Bible speak for itself, and I'm going to go to a lot of patches, passages of Scripture. If, it's th- if this tends to go, if this starts going a little bit too long, I'll put a pause in it, and we'll pick it up again next week um, because I want to take my time with this. This may be preaching uh, or a teaching that maybe you've heard before, uh, from somebody or something, or maybe you've been contemplating this, or maybe you've never heard this before, and you, your initial reaction would be to be, I don't, I don't know about that. So we're going to take our time and talk about it. First and foremost, first statement I'm going to make uh, in the context of what we're about to talk about, the Bible in the Pauline epistles Never one time, and I looked it up, I, I studied, I couldn't believe it, I, I've been hearing it my entire life, that we are the bride of Christ, and not one single time that I was able to find, or we specifically mentioned as the bride of Christ. Paul compares how Christ loved the church and gave himself for it as men are to, ought to love their wives. You know, men, love your wives and give yourself for them. You know, I'm paraphrasing, even as Christ loved the church, but as we'll see tonight, you know, you go all through Ephesians and Colossians and these Pauline epistles, every time the church is mentioned, it's mentioned as the body. So the first statement I'm going to make is 
even though this I, I played around with a few titles for tonight's uh, lesson, but um, I went with King of Kings because that's that's a great part portion in Lord of Lords, which is a great verse. Verse 16 we'll talk about. But the first statement I want to make is that we are the body, not the bride of Christ. The bride of God, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, we are not the bride, we are the body. And I'm going to show a few things tonight from the Old Testament that when I started, te when I started testing that, when I started seeing that, I was like, wait a minute. As I started reading and studying and preparing for ch uh, chapter 19, where, you know, I thought that, you know, here, here comes now the church has been absent, you know, as I've been teaching, you know, the church is absent. This is all about Israel, remnant believing Israel. Um, I've taught many times on the millennial reign uh, in that series of the millennial reign. I taught how this millennial reign is meant for believing Israel and the Old Testament saints and they rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And here's why. And I talk about all that. But I thought, mate, hey, right here in Revelation 19, here comes the bride. That's, that's us. And this marriage supper of the Lamb, that's for us. Not so. And I'm going to show that tonight. So, again, if that's where you line up and you say, no, 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 we're the, we're the bride of Christ, you know, we can, I'd like, to, I'd like to see the verses on that because what I'm going to show tonight, we are, in fact, the body, always mentioned as the body of Christ. Many members, yet one body, the body of Christ. And that God is not a polygamist, second of all. God is not married, you know, somehow God the Father is married to Israel and Jesus is married to the church. That's not true, because Jesus is God. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. These three are one. And the one God, hero Israel, the Lord, one God, is not married to two women, two brides. He's not a polygamist. He instituted marriage between one man and one woman. Okay? He's not a polygamist. We'll see tonight that uh, an example of, I'm giving just a brief, you know, kind of a, a, a summary of what we're going to talk about tonight. You'll see a very clear indication in the book of Hosea. And the reason why Hosea is told to go back and redeem his wife, the wife that went off into whoredom, the one that went off into prostitution. But God tells uh, Hosea to go back and get Gomer. And that's Israel. It's a, and it's, it's a direct representative of Israel. And now in Romans, Romans 9, 10, 11, Paul explains to the church, the body of Christ, he explains how... Israel is put aside, and I believe, and I've taught it before, that that portion of that letter, chapters 9, 10, and 11, are really talking to the church as a warning by giving the example of the ones that had the oracles of God, the one that was the chosen vessel for the oracles of God, and everything else like that, but in their unwillingness and their, their, their sin and their, their, their fornication, that they went off into prostitution. But God, Christ, who rules and reigns for a thousand years, comes back for this marriage supper after they come to the realization of who he is. And they'll look upon him who they have pierced. And they'll mourn and wail that they didn't choose him the first time when he came. They had an opportunity to. 
and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the the, the similarities between what Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2 and what Acts in, in Acts chapter 3 when he preaches again and, and all these different times, and we just kind of scratch our head and try to, like, twist the scriptures to make that about us, and it's not. Ye men of Israel is what it's about. All right, let's get into it. Revelation chapter 19. In verse number one, and after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, which is hallelujah, like we, we pronounce it hallelujah, but it's hallelujah, and it is a, a Jewish term, <laughs> salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Remember those souls under the altar that are wanting that vengeance? How long until you, can, you will avenge us? And he said, just a little longer. We talked about that many uh, lessons ago. And again, they said, Alleluia. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and 20 elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters. That's not by accident. Um, this, this is a direct correlation. <laughs> I'll mention this comment uh, real quick. Uh, Brother Dave said, Baptist brighters aren't going to like that. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, where was I? Oh, and I heard as a word of voice of great multitude and the voice of many waters. This Remember that when we go to these, some of these Old Testament passages here in a moment. And as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. What do you mean her wife has made herself ready? You mean her, his wife is making herself ready that, that, that's on the earth still? Yes, because I believe the Old Testament saints have not received their glorified body yet. That's coming. Blessed is he that takes part in that first resurrection. And then also the, the remnant, the ones that are, are remain alive are still waiting. <laughs> you know, they're, they've made it to the end of this time period and the battle of Armageddon is about to take place and all these things are happening, but the wife has made herself ready. She's ready for the bridegroom to come. Now, church, as I've taught many times and as I believe the Apostle Paul gives very clearly, this time period is not for us to get ready as the church, the body of Christ. But it is a time of Jacob's trouble in which they will you know, have to go through this, non-believing Israel, and then they are believing. All of them will be believed, believe and be saved, according to Romans. This believing Israel has made herself ready, and she's ready for God, Christ Jesus, to come back. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed, and this is where I'm going to start going into these Old Testament passages. This is great stuff. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen 
is the righteousness of saints. Now we, body of Christ, are clothed in his righteousness, but this is the righteousness of the saints. Remember earlier in the book of Revelation, where who are they? They are the ones that came through great tribulation. They washed their robes, you know, and, you know, the righteousness. Hmm. Seems like to me that that's not us. Because it's not. And he saith unto me, write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. This guy that's, you know, talking to him. And he said unto me, look at this, see thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy, what does it say? This, John is not part of the, you know, the, the church body of Christ, he's part of prophetic Israel. He's one of the ones that are going to be ruling as one of the 12 kings over the 12 boundaries of habitation. So is this brethren, as we call each other brothers and sisters in Christ? No, this is brethren as Paul says, I want my brethren in the flesh to be saved, the nation of Israel. He's of that nation. He says, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. Okay, let's take a pause. I don't want to lead too much and, and give too much or whatever without going back. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter 16 real quick. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 16. And when we go to Ezekiel chapter 16, I want, I'm going to read a few verses here. Read the entirety of, of it, you know, for... Um, just for, for sake of time, we're not going to read the entirety of it, but let's start in verse number one. We can read down, this, this may take a little bit of time, but it says, And again the word of the Lord came unto me, this is Ezekiel the prophet speaking here, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations, and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is, in, is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother an Hittite. And as for thy nativity in the day that thou was born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water to supple thee. What is this all talking about? Keep reading. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all, nor I pitied thee to any of these unto thee to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out into the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. They've always had trouble. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live, yea. I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee, and covered thy nakedness. Yes, I swear unto thee, and entered into a covenant with thee. Uh-oh. Saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. This is speaking like, you know, putting the mantle over, you know, and, and, and covered thy nakedness, and spread the skirt over them. You know, this is a, it's got a little bit of a connotation, oh, I don't know, kind of like Boaz and Ruth. Now, 
she wasn't naked, but you know, he covered her up and you know, like in the thresh I can't remember the story of this it's the threshing floor, I believe. Anyways, doesn't matter. But it just something that just popped into my head here. But this is speaking of this is very romantic language here. This is this is God's bride he's talking about here. Then washed I thee with water. Hmm. Water, huh? Then I washed thee uh, away thy blood from thee and anointed thee with oil. See, the blood was tainted. He shed his blood for the nation as well. The cross is what matters. And that's why he preaches himself as Christ crucified. When he went down and preached himself, let captivity captive, brought them out and said, I'm the one you've been waiting for, but their sins and their new body isn't, isn't coming about yet. But look at this. He washed away thy blood from thee and anointed thee with oil. What's oil? It's the Holy Spirit. I clothed thee also with broidered work and shod thee with badger skin. And I girded thee about with, look at this, fine linen. And I covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments. And I put bracelets upon thy hands and a chain on thy neck. And I put jewel on thy forehead and earrings in thine ear and a beautiful crown upon thine head. Thou was decked with gold and silver, and thine raiment was of fine linen and silk embroidered work. Thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil. And it goes on and on and on. Look at Ezekiel chapter 44. Look at that fine linen. Ezekiel chapter 44. Yeah, that's right, Brother Ken. The bridegroom is coming for his bride. We are not the bride. We are the body. You're absolutely right. Ezekiel chapter 44. It talks about, you know, how they are uncircumcised in heart and they're, you know, there's all sorts of things going on with Ezekiel. It's, it's all about prophecy. What was the verse I was looking for, though, in Ezekiel 44? One second, folks. I thought I wrote it down in my notes, and I did not. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This will take a few seconds. Isn't technology wonderful? I'm going to do this. So grab a cup of coffee, and I'll be right with you. Yes, Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse number 17. That's where I wanted to go. So you can read all the way down through, but verse 17, And it shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments, and no wool shall come upon them whilst they minister in the gates of the inner court and within. Who ministers into the millennial reign in the, as priests, as a nation of priests? The Bible says it's, as God tells Moses, I'll make thee a nation of priests. They're going to serve in the house, the man, you know, where in my father's house, as Jesus says. There are many mansions, many rooms, many compartments. The millennial temple is huge, and they'll be serving as priests within it. And inside of there, they'll be clothed in fine linen, and then they will know, and they will minister in the gates of the inner court and within. They shall have linen bonnets upon their heads, and shall have linen breeches upon their loins. They shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. And when they go forth into the utter court, and even into the utter court to the people, they shall be put off their garments when they ministered, and so forth and so on. This is talking about. Just go back and read Ezekiel. 
do it one time, read it all the way through. And it is, there's so many, especially chapters, I think, 37, 38, 39, all the way through there, speaking of the Millennial Temple. Fascinating stuff. Really quickly, while we're in the neighborhood, let's turn over to Daniel chapter uh, 10. Daniel chapter 10 and verse number 5, another prophet of Israel. Many prophecies taking place, you know, Daniel's 70th weeks of Daniel, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people or my people, you know, in thy holy city. I just butchered that verse. Hold on. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Yes. Okay. So let's go to uh, Daniel chapter 10, verse number five. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with fine gold of Upaz. Now, as Daniel mentions this man in linen, I can't help as I was searching and studying and going through this, that maybe it's the same man that's clothed in fine linen that John is speaking to in Revelation 19. Because he says, I fell at my feet, verse number 10 of, of chapter 19 back in Revelation, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Maybe it's the same of this man clothed in fine linen back here. Don't know. He's clothed in linen. Look at uh, Daniel chapter 12, still speaking to this uh, gentleman here in fine linen and linen. And at that time, Michael shall stand up or shall stand up. Verse number one of chapter 12, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. Who is that? That is Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since the nation, even to as that same time. And at that same, at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Oh, we'll talk about the judgment of the sheep and goats here in a moment. And they shall be uh, that shall, excuse me. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up thy uh, the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on the side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in, what is that? Linen, which was upon the waters of the river. How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times, and a half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, and all these things shall be finished. All this stuff absolutely has in correlation with Rome, uh, with uh, Revelation chapter 19. In this period, as it's talking about here, and there's, I couldn't help but notice that it's linen is being mentioned. Brethren, I see also... Let's see, we're in the book. We're at, we're right there, but I just again want to mention Hosea. Read the book of Hosea and talks about Gomer. That's an excellent example of this principle here that we're talking about. But I want to turn now to Isaiah chapter sixty-one, verse number ten. 
there's so much that like we could probably talk about this for a while, but I just want to give you uh, some of the things that just stuck out to me that confirmed in me or maybe just completely broke me of my old thinking and just said, you know what? No, we are not the bride. We are the body. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 10. says here, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Made herself ready. Made herself ready. The bride has made herself ready for the bridegroom to return. As Brother Ken says, do a search on bridegroom. Sure. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. Now turn over to Joel, Joel chapter 2. Now Peter preaches, and he mentions Joel as the prophet Joel, right? All these things in prophecy. As Peter gets up to preach, mentions prophecy. Joel chapter 2. And let's start in verse number 15, and we'll read down to verse number 20. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, like 24 of them, I don't know, maybe 24 elders, could be, who knows, gather the children and those that suck the breasts, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and, and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. <laughs> Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. See, finally, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, he's coming back to heal their land. <laughs> Boy, doesn't that Second Chronicles come alive to you there. God telling Solomon that. Yea, the Lord, verse 19, will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. That time's over. The fullness of the Gentiles, they got no longer, no more time. My people will rule. And you won't be reproached among the heathen anymore, but I will remove far off from you the northern army. Huh, the battle of Armageddon that comes from the north. And will drive him into the land barren and desolate with his face towards the east sea and his hinder parts toward the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up and his ill savor shall come up because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice for the Lord will do great things. Wow. As you go through Revelation chapter 19 now, and we read this next part, verse number 11, Revelation 19, verse 11, and I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. He's faithful and true to his word. He's coming back, like he said, as we just got done reading in Joel and in Isaiah, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. 
and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Again, I go back and forth whether or not, you know, I, you remember, if you watch my Millennial Reign series, I say I go back and forth all the time. I'm firmly saying now that this is not us, the body of Christ that comes back riding these horses here. I don't believe that. I believe that this is part of their time to be avenged and they're coming back clothed in fine linen as we've talked about and not only that my dad has said something interesting that made me kind of think i've always you know again like i said i went back and forth sometimes man maybe that is us and there's some paul's uh scriptures that kind of like but let it speak for itself plainly i think that this is not us in this fine linen white and clean but he, Dad said something interesting one time, and I heard him say it, it. I think we were talking, and he said, "When's the last time? When's the last time? You know, well, he, he was talking about how you don't bring back your your bride to go to war." And I was like, "Well, that makes it interesting." And I, I said, "Well, maybe that's us, and maybe that's not us." And I kept going back, but then, where is the bride at? See. The believing, the ones that have gone on before, they're coming in fine linen on these horses. They're coming back for the bride that's here on this earth. The one that's been beat up. The one that's been into prostitution, but is ready to be redeemed now, ready to come home to the to husband. God didn't divorce Israel. He put her away. And... Thankfully, that, you know, for us Gentiles and us the, with, through came through with, you know, through the revelation of the mystery where there is no Jew or Greek or Gentiles or Jews. And, you know, it, it, we are one in Christ Jesus. We are one body. It's fortunate. But he put her away for jealousy, to provoke her to jealousy, the Bible says in Romans. But now he is coming back, clothed and finally and white and clean and out of his mouth. Go with a sharp sword that, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Here it comes. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his, high, his thigh a name written. And again, this is the title for tonight, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we could probably add to that the bridegroom's coming. And I saw an angel standing in the, uh, in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly. Now, this, this is, here's the supper. Saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. See, <laughs> the, the, you know, as far as the, the bride and the, and the bridegroom, they're not having some sort of like feast, you know. I've heard lots of things in my time in, in, in churches and things like that. But as you read this in context, the supper of the great God is the marriage supper of the lamb. See, they're getting married. You know, that this is the marriage supper. He put them aside, but now they're like celebrating that this is the bride. And who's feasting at this supper? Well, 
the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, that ye come, verse 18, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Wow. And other places in the Bible says that this Kidron Valley and in, in, in to the east of of uh, of Jerusalem is filled all the way up to a bridle of a horse, a war horse. That's whew, that's a lot. And <laughs> this feasting of the the fowls, there's going to be cleanup. You know, the fowls of the earth are going to be cleaning up all this carnage. And let's see what happens with the beast here. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on his horse and against his army. And the beast was taken. See, it's almost like an afterthought. See, he already calls in the birds. You're going to feast on all this flesh because it's going to happen. And then in verse number 19, it just says, oh, the armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Here they come from the north, right down through the valley of Megiddo from the north of Israel coming down to against Jerusalem, and uh, that's it. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. This marriage supper, and as the comment right here from Brother Ken says, I don't want that supper. Because the supper, that supper is not for us, the body of Christ. Uh, that's for the fowls of the earth. And this is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Um... The bride is Israel. Believing Israel. Before Israel was believing uh, believers, before you know Jacob was renamed to Israel, before Abraham and Isaac. Yes, before even them, you know, Noah, those that were believing in what God had said. The, this very small few even got down to eight at the time of the flood. There was, you know, righteous people there, but the Bible mentions very few people compared to the population of the earth, a very small remnant. All those believers are coming back. All those will receive, as we'll talk about next week in Revelation 20, they'll receive their new body, the resurrection, the first resurrection. Well, I'm glad I've been recording because it looks like we just dropped internet for a little while. So hopefully I didn't, uh, hopefully some people are seeing this, but I'll have to re-upload this later on, but it's okay. Not a problem. We, we're recording for just the time as this. I wanted to end up with this though. Turn over to Matthew chapter 25. Just as a final talking about, you know, all these parables that are found in the gospels. The kingdom is likened unto this, the kingdom this, and the kingdom that. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish 
took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. No matter what the song, the midnight cry, he's not coming back for his uh, body. We're with him. The, the resurrection of the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive remain shall be caught up. That's not what this is talking about. This is at the midnight cry here. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. They didn't endure to the end. They were foolish. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. Now, what happened to Mystery Babylon? Can't buy anything. Like It's completely destroyed. So everybody's works of their own hands and trying to go purchase this stuff. You can't purchase it. This oil is those that were, are the sealed, the ones that are waiting upon his, the bridegroom to return. And while they went to buy, verse number 10, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, verily I say unto you, I know you not. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. This is going to be at the judgment of the sheep and goats, as worth one moment. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This has nothing to do, of course, we don't know when Christ will return to catch his, his, his body away, as far as his, the body of Christ, as far as the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive remain, the capturing of the body of Christ. But they won't know the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And I almost kind of struggle with that. It's like, well, you're seeing all these signs and wonders, but until the Bible says the days are even shortened. Hmm. At the end of Matthew 25, after he talks about the talent and the depart from it, verse number 41 of Matthew 25, this is the judgment of the sheep and the goats. Verse number 41, Then shall he say unto them, also unto them on the left hand, these are the goats, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and, and, they, and they shall answer, Lord, we saw thee hungered and thirst. Verse 44, Then he shall answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Well, we've had some internet issues, so if you're trying to watch online, you've probably been, uh, it's probably been fluctuating quite a bit. So after everything comes, um, after everything is done here, because it is, it is definitely down. Oh, goodness. After everything is done here, um, I'm going to go ahead and re-upload this, this video, so you don't have to worry about that. But um, anyways, I hope that's helped you tonight, that this is, and the main theme, bride is, is, is you know, those believers in the past, uh, believing Israel, remnant Israel, the little flock that's talked about, the body is the revelation of the mystery, the body of Christ. You find that in Ephesians and Colossians and all throughout these Pauline epistles. So when you go to read your prophecy of your end times, understand who you are. You're not the bride, you're the body. 
And with that, um, well, with everything that's been going on here, it's been going crazy. So I'll just have to, I'll just have to uh, upload this. Even even my uh, production studio went down. So hopefully that didn't mess up the recording. It it didn't. Okay. Well, uh, folks, I I, I apologize again uh, for. If you're watching live with the lagging and the things, again, it's it's storming here, and I'm I'm working off of a cell phone, basically uh, connection for my internet. And it is what it is, but uh, hopefully you understand the 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 passage of scripture tonight as we talk through it. Okay, so um, I'm gonna look to see if there's anybody made any more comments. Everything that is prophecy is to Israel. Correct. Well, again, hey, thanks, Brother Dave. Um, I know it was just a few seconds here and there, but I know more than that. So I don't even know if you're still there. But um, and God shut the door just like the ark. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we're gonna end it with that. I mean, it really was bad tonight, guys, and I do apologize. I really do. Uh, but um, I will definitely get this uploaded as soon as we're done here. So you'll be able to go back on and watch uh, the actual video. I'll, the, the live video is just not going to be a good quality. So don't want anything to be missed. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. I hope that helped you tonight. It helped me. Boy, I was. <laughs> it confirmed a lot of things in me and changed my mind on a lot of things as the Word of God is supposed to do. We're supposed to change our mind to match what the Word says. Not trying to get the word to say what our mind wants to think. All right, so let this mind be in you. All right, love you in Christ. Love you in the Lord. Again, apologies for everything going down the way it did, but um, just be waiting, and I'll get the uh, the other video uploaded as soon as I can. Okay, that's it for now. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>